about 10 lines down at the new Mishnah. I underline these five words, kol haben ala'av. Now Rashi says right away on the Mishnah that a number of these issues are going to be unclear when we read them. When we get to the Gemara, we'll clarify them. So let's just read it literally. All mitzvahs of uh, the son on the father, anoshim chayav and venoshim beturis. Men are chayav in them and women, though, are putter. Kama. I underline these five words. V'chol mitzvah sa'av ala ben, all mitzvahs, the father on the son, echad anashim ve'echad nashim, whether men or women, they are both chayev, slash. Now I call the next category A1, we'll have an A2, and then a B. So in category A1, category A1 and A2 are mitzvahs asay, positive commandments. Call mitzvahs asay, shahazman grama, I dot underline shahazman grama, if they are time-bound positive commandments, Anashim chayavim, men are chayav in those types of mitzvahs, whereas noshim, ladies, peturais, are pater, kama, a two, kol mitzvahs grama, I dot underline shaloyazman grama, if it's a positive command, but it's not bound or limited by time, then echad ha-anashim ve-echad ha-noshim, men and women, are both equally chayav, kama. Now, category B are negative commandments. V'chol mitzvahs losase, and here it makes no difference, whether it's ben shazman grama, whether it's time-bound, ben shaloyazman grama, not caused by time or time-bound, echad ha-anashim ve'echad ha-noshim, both men and women, chayavin, are responsible. There's three exceptions, though, in the low sases. Chutz, in these three exceptions, women are not bound them, are not bound by them. Baltakif is taking, uh, let's just say, the uh, payas on the head. Baltashchis is... Uh, the beard, it'd probably be a blade uh, to the face. Or if you have, uh, in the realm of Kohanim, they're not allowed to become Tame to a dead uh, person. Uh, and all those females are uh, not included uh, in the responsibility. Says the Gemara, my, five words in right angles, kol mitzvah saben ala'av. What exactly is that? How do we translate that? How do we understand that? So, Ilema, if you want to say that what it means is kol mitzvahs, demechayev bra lemaavid la'aba. All mitzvahs that a child is chayev to do for their father, and what we're saying is men are chayev, women are not. Really? Kama? Nashim peturois? Question mark, kama? Women would be off the hook from that. Women would not have to do that for their parents. Vahatanya, but we have a brisa, two lines, based on the pasuk of ish imoi va'aviv tiro. Now, the first word in that pasuk is ish. I put that in quotation marks. That's literally man. Ainli ele isho, I'd only know that a man has to fear his mother and father. Kama isha minayin. How do you know a woman, we'll say a daughter, also has to fear her mother or father? Well, kishu oimer, when the pasuk says, now here's the phrase in its entirety, ish imoi va'aviv, Tira ooh, I double underline the vav. So uh, a man, comma, his mother and his father shall they fear. That's plural. They hare kanshnayim. We're talking about two different genders here. Not only the male folk have to fear their parents, but also the female folk. So it cannot be that when you look at the Mishnah Kolmitzas Ben Alav, that what we're talking about is mitzvahs of the on the child regarding the parents. Amar of Yehuda Hachikamar. This is the way to understand the Mishnah. Uh, put right angles in. He's basically going to read the Mishnah with a couple extra words for explanation. Starts like this. Right angle start. Kol mitzvahs haben hamutolois. I dot and on hamutolois ala av. 
And I dot underline also, la'asois le'benoi. That's what he's adding in. So let's read it again. All mitzvahs, haben, that's the son, hamutoloisa'av, that are incumbent upon the father to do for the child, la'asois le'benoi, in that case, in other words, we're talking about from the parents' perspective, anashim chayavim, men, the father is responsible, venashim, the mother, is peturai, she's puttered. Tani nalaha, our mission is taught according to like that which we see, Ditan Rabban, in the following Tanaic source, which goes almost four lines, starts here. Ha'av chayav bivenai, here's a list of things that a father is chayav, is responsible with regards to his son. Number one, lemoiloi, to circumcise him. Number two, lefdaisai, if he's a firstborn, after 30 days to redeem him. Number three, lelamdai taira, to teach him taira. Number four, lahasiai ishai, to marry him a, a woman, to get him married to a woman. Number five, ulelamdai umanos, and to teach him a profession. Vieshaimrim, there are those who say, also a sixth, af lahashitai be mayim, to teach him how to swim in water. Kama, Rebbe Yehuda, White box, Rabbi Yehuda, and interesting, Rabbi Yehuda is essentially the only Tana on Dav Chavtes who pipes up and he does over and over, at least four times, says, uh, well, kol she'enoi melamed es benoi umanois, any person who doesn't teach their son a profession, a way to support themselves, melamdoi listus, teaches him basically how to be a thief. That's the end of the Tanaic source. Now, the Gemara says, one second, you mean a father doesn't teach his son to uh, profession teaches him to be a thief. Doesn't teach him to be a thief. He's not teaching him anything. Ella rather understand it as keilu. I underline the word keilu. It says though he teaches him to be a thief. And as Rashi says, since the son when he grows up doesn't have a profession to make any money, and he's not going to have what he needs, he'll go and uh, involve himself in being a thief or a cheat. And that's what we're talking about. Now, the Gemara for the next almost two daf is going to go over this list of um, five, six things that the father is high of the son, and we'll get Makuras for each one of them. What I did is I marked with diamonds the beginning of each one. So over here, Lemoiloi, I put Lemoiloi in a diamond. Uh, the fifth of the wider lines, in the middle of the line, it says Lifdaisa, I put a diamond around that. On Amud Bays, about six, seven lines before it gets wide, the last two words on the line are Lilamdai Taira. I put a diamond around that. Then you have to flip to Lamid Amud Bays. On Lamid Amud Bays, about 55% of the way down. The last term on the line is Lahasiya Isha. I put a diamond around that. About four lines later, first word on the line is Umanois. I put a diamond around that. And three lines later, on the first of the wide, wide, wide lines, um, the third and fourth word are lahashito ibnar. I put a diamond around that. Those are the six categories that uh, over chavtes and daf lamed the gemara will deal with. So the first on the list of things the father is chayev to the son is the moile to give him a circumcision. Minalan, where do we know that from? Well, dirsiv uh, Bible stories. Uh, Abraham and Isaac. It says vayamal Avraham as Yitzchak benoi. So Abraham gave a circumcision to his uh, to Yitzchak his son. Okay. Gamora says now, imagine a situation where a father didn't give a circumcision to his son for whatever reason. I underline Beidina. You know who's then the responsibility? It falls on the local Jewish court, to have him circumcised. Where do you know that from? Well, the Pasuk says, the uh, 
Taisus Riazakin understands that the lachem, as a plural term, is referring to the, the based in. It's the responsibility of the local based in to make sure every male is circumcised. Let's say, for whatever reason, the father didn't circumcise the son, his son, the basin didn't. Mechayev ihu, I um, underline mechayev ihu, the person himself, the uh, boy or the young man, will chayev lemimale nafshe to make sure he has a circumcision. Dirsiv, like the Pasuk says, ve'arel, zachar, asher yimol, a uncircumcised male who has not been circumcised, uh, hasn't circumcised the basar lasoi, the flesh of his uh, foreskin, and he shall get karis. He shall be cut off, and obviously, there's no way we're going to cut someone off unless they themselves were chayev to do something. Okay, we had said the father is chayev to that, but the mother, no. Kama, ihi, underline ihi, that's her, that's the mother, how do we know she's not chayev to make sure her son has a bris mila? Well, dirsiv, Pasuk says, kasher tsiva Oisoi Eloikim. That's the possible. I squiggle underline the word Siva and dot underline the word Oisoi. So uh, as um, the Lord hath commanded him, him, the Drasha Oisoi Veloyoisa, Hashem commanded him, like Abraham, Veloyoisa, and not Sarah. That would be father and not mother. Okay, now, again, that's Bible stories. This Avram and Sarah, they were not Jewish. The Jewish people came from them. The Jewish people exist because of them, but they themselves were not Jews. What makes one a Jew is an acceptance of Tyra and Bris, and that only happened afterwards. So the Gemara then asks, Ashkechan Miyad. So we understand uh, immediately, Ledairais Minalan. How do you know that it applies also for all generations? Well, Tanad Baby Shemal, the following Tanakh source, which goes two lines until the two dots that we had the Pasuk, one line earlier, that said, Kasher Tziva, use that term Tziva, command. Well, Kol Malkam Shanemar, wherever the Torah uses the term Tzav, command, Enoela Ziruz, Kama, and Miyadula Dairis. It indicates two things. Number one, Ziruz, that it should be done with, 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 with zeal, with, with quickness and excitement. Also, it indicates that it's to be done immediately and for all generations. Colon. Zeruz, where do we see that it indicates? Zeruz, see, there's another passage that says, Vitzav es Yoshua. So we see the Tzav word, the Tzivui word, and the passage continues, Strengthen him, fortify him, give him, give him, give him backing. Okay, that's where you see Tzav indicates Zeruz. And, it also indicates to be done immediately and for all future generations. Like the Pasuk says, here's another Pasuk. Min hayoyim asher tziva. I squiggle under the word tziva. We see the tziva word again. From the day, miyam asher tziva shem vehala ledeiroiseichem for all of y'all's generations. That is where we see that it applies for all generations. Liftoisei, that got a diamond. That was the second in our list of things that the father has the responsibility to do for his son. That would be to redeem him if he is a firstborn uh, son. Minolan, where do we know that from? Well, Dixiv, the Pasuk says, quote, Kol Bechor Banecha Tifteh. Every firstborn of your son thou shalt redeem. Okay, this is basically uh, giving the five coins to the Kohen to redeem the firstborn. Once upon a time, the firstborns were going to do the. Uh, be the representative for their particular family uh, to do the Avodah Mesa Migdash, and that changed the Kohanim, and we have to redeem them back, at least at, at this point. The Hecha Delay Parke Avua, where you have a firstborn that was not redeemed by his father, Mechayev Ihula Mifrake, that firstborn kid is actually Chayev to take care of it himself, then, Dixiv, like the Pasuk says, Pado Tifteh, thou shalt surely redeem, which would come to include even the kid himself. Kama. 
I underline these four words. Where do we know that she, meaning the mother, uh, is not uh, commanded or charged with this responsibility of being poter's son? Well, dixiv, the pasuk. Now, the pasuk is written one way, but it could be read uh, a different way. It says tifde, which can also be read tipade. So tifte is the active thou shalt redeem, tipade is to be redeemed. What do we learn from that? Well, if a person has the responsibility to redeem themselves, has a responsibility to redeem others that are his responsibility. So a um, boy is responsible to redeem himself if his father didn't, if he's a firstborn. Anyone who's not responsible to redeem themselves, like a woman, would have no responsibility to redeem others like her firstborn son. Kama, I underlined here, how do you know she is not responsible to redeem herself if she is a firstborn girl? Well, and again, the Pasuk, Pasuk is pronounced Tifde, but you could also read it as Tipade. So Tipade, Tifde, which we understand to mean, if other people, like a father, or community possibly, would be responsible to redeem that type of person. That's the type of person who, if they take responsibility for themselves, will do it to themselves. However, if it's a type of human being that others are not responsible to redeem if they're a firstborn, they also don't have the responsibility to do it to themselves. In other words, a woman. Okay, well, how do you know that others not responsibility, uh, don't have responsibility to redeem a firstborn girl? Well, the Pasuk is very clear. It says, Every firstborn of your sons thou shalt redeem, which we understand to mean, banecha, your sons, not your daughters. Period. Tana Rabbanon, we have an interesting um, situation over here. You got Joe. Joe, let's say, is 30 years old. He's actually a firstborn who was actually never redeemed, and he gets married, and he has a firstborn son, and now he's got two people that he has to redeem. He's got himself still and his son. So says the Brysa, goes about a line and a half, who lift ice, who lift ice? Him, we'll call him Joe. He has to take care of redeeming himself and his son also. Well, if there's enough money to do both, do both. But let's say there's only enough money for one. So who, he takes precedence over his son. Rabbi Yehuda, who he boxed, no, no, the son takes precedence. Why? Because when you look at the two responsibilities that this father, Joe, has, Shazem mitzvah se'alaviv. This, in other words, redeeming himself, is the mitzvah which is primarily, essentially, his father's responsibility. Now, his father didn't take care of it, so he has to do it, but it was essentially his father's responsibility. Vizeh, and this newborn kid, now who's going to be about 30 days old, mitzvah's benoyalav is Joe's responsibility, so when Joe has only money to do one, he takes care of his son, that's according to Rabbi Yehuda. Amar Rabbi Yirmiya, Rabbi Yirmiya qualifies this machlokus, he's a kolmoidim. The Tanakama and Rabbi Huda would agree. If Joe only has five sela, that's what it costs to redeem himself from the Kohen, then who for sure he takes care of himself. My time, what's the reason for that? As much as we love our children, love other people, the ultimate responsibility we have is to take care of ourselves. And therefore, the mitzvah he will redeem himself. Where is the machlokas? In what case? Kipligi, hecha where Joe has essentially chamesh meshubadim vechamesh bnei chayrin. He's got five sella worth of bnei chayrin. Let's call it land that he currently owns, 
and he's got another five uh, cell, which is Meshubat. Now, Meshubat means it's not his right now, but it was once his, and it only became not his after that Chiyuf to redeem himself uh, came in to be. That's the Machlokas, colon. Rebbe Yehuda, who we underlined, Savar. Milva, Dixiv B'Torah. How do we know that there's this responsibility for Joe to redeem himself? Well, the Torah says it. Read the Torah. It's, it's basically, and therefore, a amount of money which is owed because of what it says in the Torah is tantamount to, I dot underline these two words, Keksuva B'Shtar, as though it's actually written in a document, Damya. Therefore, Bahani Chamesh Park Libre. With these five that he has available now, he can redeem his son. And how's he going to take care of his own responsibility? Vazel Cohen, well, he'll tell the Cohen, listen, uh, the five for me, Taref Ledide, go and seize the assets, because there's an earlier lien on them that should go to the Cohen. You take that from the people, let's say, that I sold the field to uh, last year. That's the way Rabbi Huda looks at it. Whereas the Rabbana, we end on the Rabbanan Savri, Milvadixi Beraisa, oh no. Right, true, you open up the good book, it says that uh, he has to redeem himself. However, that responsibility, lav, kiksuva bishtar. I double underline the word lav and dot underline kiksuva bishtar. It has responsibility, but it's not like legally it's actually written in a, a proper document. And therefore, if he's got that situation, he takes care of himself. Period. Tan Rabbanan. You have a price that goes for four lines, starts here. Let's say it's before one of the holidays, Pesach, Shulos, or Sukkot. And then he also has to redeem his sons. So which should he do? Well, he takes care of Poides, but now he redeems his son. Possibly even if that means that he won't then have the money to do the other Rego. And afterwards, if he can, might be a time issue also. Uh, Rabbi Yehuda, who we boxed Aimer, here he is again, Rabbi Yehuda, saying, Oh, no, uh, he should go Larego, go up to Yushalayim, take care of what he has to do over there. And afterwards, Poides, but now he redeems his son. Shazu mitzvah iveres, vizu mitzvah sheino iveres. Very interesting. The mitzvah of the regal is only a mitzvah during the holiday, and it's basically passing. So if he misses that, he misses it for good. Whereas a mitzvah of pidyon aben is not a mitzvah overus, not a mitzvah that's passing. If he doesn't do it now, he should do it now. But if he doesn't do it now, he can do it next week. That's the end of the brisa. Bishlam, we squeal underline the bishlam. Allah Rabbi Yehuda kedikam our time. Rabbi Yehuda himself just gave an understanding, an explanation of his opinion. Ella, we squiggle under on the Ella, the Rabban on my time. Ayu, what's their reason for what they said? Well, the Amar Kra. Their reasoning is based on the pasuk that says in Shmois Lamed Dalid pasuk Chaf. Every firstborn of your sons thou shalt redeem. And right after that it says Lo Yerau Panai Reikam. After that, it says, thou shalt not see my face empty. In other words, don't come to Shalim, don't do the early other rego, empty-handed. In other words, the order that the Pesukim, it's listed in the Pasuk is the order, if both things are to be done, that it should be done in. Period. Tanra Banan. We have a brisa that goes for just over two lines. There will be a uh, picture accompaniment coming shortly after the shear is sent out of uh, an interesting article in the picture that I cut out probably about 30 years ago, but um, very fitting for this price. So how do you know that if a man has um, five wives and he's got five from each one of them, each one of them gives birth to a son first to him, how do you know five different sons, each one from a different one of the five wives, and that he has a chiyu pigeon on each one of them, to that, the Pasuk says, call Emphasis on the word koil. All firstborn of your son thou shalt redeem. 
Okay, that's the end of the Tanaic source. The Gabar says, like, why didn't he even tell me that? Pshita, isn't that obvious? Because the Pasuk itself, when describing um, Pijana Ben, it's the first one who exits the womb. Now, if you have one wife, so you'll have one kid that exits the womb first, but if you've got five wives, then each one of those wives, whichever kid is born first, if it's a male, is a peterechem. So why would you possibly think that the father wouldn't have to redeem all five of his sons? And here's the reason why. Maudetemi might have thought to say, Nalif, that we should learn a connection, Bechor Bechor Mi Nachala, from laws of inheritance. Well, what do we know about laws of inheritance, even if a man has numerous wives? Malahalan, that the firstborn is only one firstborn. It's the Reishis Oinoi. It's the beginning of history. And that's the firstborn to the father, no matter how many wives he has. The one is the one that's born the first one to him. You might have thought to say Afkan when it comes here to Pigeon Aben, Reishis Oinoi, that it would only be not only the woman's firstborn, but also the man's firstborn. Kamash Malan, that no, if he has numerous wives, every firstborn male from however many wives he has, however many firstborn sons he has, have to be redeemed. Lilamdai Taira. We put a diamond around the Lamdai Taira, and as we had already mentioned, the next category is going to be only on Lamadam Abbas. Lilamdai Taira. Minalan, that a father has a responsibility to teach Torah to his son. Dirsiv. Pasuk says, uh, You should teach them to your sons. Okay, where a person was not taught by his father, he, that human being himself, has a responsibility to teach himself, like the Pasuk says, now the previous Pasuk, is Dvarim Yudalov, this is Dvarim Perik Hey, a very similar Pasuk, but different, it also says, thou shalt teach. Extra Pasuk, uh, Kama, I underline those four words. Mom, how do you know she does not have a chiyuv to teach her son? Well, the Pasuk says, which we uh, darshan to mean, anyone who is chayiv to learn is chayiv to teach that next generation. If you are not chayiv to yourself learn, as a chiv talmatara, eno mitzuva lilamed, you do not have a, a chiv to teach. And that's how we know a mom does not have a chiv to teach her son. Well, how do we know that she herself, I underline these six words, how do you know she doesn't have a responsibility to teach herself? Well, like the Pasuk says, vilimadetem, ulimadetem, which we darshan to mean, the type of human being that others have a responsibility to teach them Torah, mitzuva is the type of human being who themselves has a responsibility to learn. Anyone, like for instance, women, that others do not have a responsibility to teach, they don't have to teach themselves. Now, how do we know that others don't have a responsibility to teach girls? I underline these Five words, minayin she'enachem, that others do not have mitzuvah the lamda. Well, Damar Kra, the Pasuk says, that's the Pasuk, clearly your sons, which we darshan to mean, not your daughters. Period. Tan Rabbanan, if a b'risa goes for a line and a half, imagine if there's enough funds for one person to learn, but you have a man and you have his son, who's supposed to use those funds to learn and who's supposed to go out to work? Quite a question. He, the father, has to learn Torah and the son has to learn Torah. Colon, who? You know what? You know who takes precedence? The father. And the father learns. The son will work. Rabbi Yehuda, who we boxed, he says, well, if the kid is really sharp 
and with it, and right for the moment, Vitamudim is kind of other. He's got a fantastic memory. He remembers what he learns. Literally, his teachings, his learnings are established in his hand. Beno Kodmo, then his son, actually takes precedence. That's the end of the Brisa, says the Gemara. Kiha de Rav Yankiv, I underline Rav Yankiv, Bray de Yankiv. And I underline Rav Bar Yaakov. So you have the son, Rav Yaakov, and you have his father, Rav what happened? What did the Ravacha do with his son, Rav Yaakov? He sent his son to Yeshiva, and the Rosh Yeshiva was Abaye. I guess Ben Asmanim came, and uh, the kid came back, Kiyasa, when um, Rav Yaakov came back. Chazye, I guess he was talking to learn with his father, and his father saw that his teachings were not very sharp. He didn't really have much clarity in his learning. Amar Le, so said the father, Ravacha, to his son, Ana Adiftaminach, Listen, Junior, I'm better than you at this. You sit here, you stay here, and you work, and I'm going to go to Yeshiva. Kama. Okay, now who was the Rosh Yeshiva Abaye? So Abaye heard that the uh, newsman's coming, and actually Rav Yaakov's not coming, but his father, Rav Shama Abaye de Kahave Ase, that um, Rav Acha would be coming. Now, Abai was dealing with a bit of an issue in his yeshiva. The yeshivas in those days were out in the fields, and he had an issue with a mazik who uh, would uh, hassle people in his uh, yeshiva and didn't know how to get rid of it. Havahu mazik, there was this, let's just call it a demon, Bei Rabban and Abai in Abai's yeshiva. And Dechihave Aili betrayed. This was a very, very uh, aggressive demon because even when two people would enter into the base medrash, Afilu be Yamama, even during the day, Havu Mitsuki, they were they were damaged. They could be tormented by this this mazik. And Amar uh, now Abaye hears that this Ravacha is coming, and he knows Ravacha. Ravacha is a big tzaddik. So Abaye tells everyone in town, um, listen, when. Uh, Ravacha shows up, don't give him a place to sleep. Like, no one give him any lodging. Lo laisiv lay in ishush pisa. Efsher, why? What's he going to do? He'll go to the base medrash and he'll sleep in the base medrash. And oh, Efsher de Misrachesh Nisa. It could be when he goes into the base medrash and meets up with this uh, mazik, this demon, that a miracle will happen and things will be taken care of. So, what happened? Indeed, he showed up in town. No one gave him a place to sleep. Earl, so uh, Rav. Acha uh, went bas behu be rabbanan and slept the only place he could sleep, which was in the base of Abai, which is out in the fields. Idmi lay, and this demon appeared to him, ketanina de shiva reshvasa, like a, um, a serpent with seven heads. And um, I guess he started davening, or he was davening Shmonesre. Either way, kol kriya dekara, Every bow that Ravacha bowed in prayer to the Lord, probably, Nasar Chad one of the heads of the serpent fell off. And as you know, we have seven bows in Shemon If that's what was going on and there were seven heads, then they all fell off. Now, the next morning, Amar Lahula Machar. Uh, Ravacha said to them the next morning, uh, listen, that was uh, pretty dangerous. Elo Israchish Nisa, if a miracle hadn't happened, Sakintin, you would have put me in danger. Period. Tanarabanan. We have another Brisa, quite a hot topic issue. Line and a half. Lil Maitaira Velisa Isha. There's uh, two things for a young man to do to learn Torah and to marry a woman. What should he do? Well, says the Brisa, Yil Maitaira, learn Torah, Isha, and then marry a woman. If it's a situation where he can't be without a woman, Whatever it is, he's maybe uh, preoccupied with that issue. Then Yisa Isha, he should get married first. And then learn Torah. 
That's the end of the b'risa. I'm Rav Yudam Shmuel. I circled Shmuel. Halacha. Well, what are you supposed to do? According to Shmuel, no say Isha. First get married. And then learn. Rabbi Yochanan, who we circled, Amar. Really, he says, regarding Shmuel's opinion. Person gets married, there's a whole uh, a slew of responsibilities he has. So Rabbi Yochanan says back, literally, you have a millstone around your neck, like all those responsibilities. And he's going to be involved. Not just Yilmoyter, but Yasek, it, it will uh, be much more difficult. Says the Gemara, interestingly enough, there's no machlokas between the two of them. Ha-lan the ha lehu. Now, there's a few ways to learn this halan lehu. This one's for them. The other one's for us. Um, let's go with the Rashi way. Shmuel, who was in um, Bavel, Rabbi Yochanan was in Eretz Yisrael. The main centers of Torah learning says Rashi. Let's do the Rashi. It's about eight lines from the bottom of the Rashi's. The Babylonians would go to Israel to learn. They would spend time in Israel learning. Kama, continues Rashi. Since when they were learning, they were not home, basically. They were on the road. The responsibilities of the household are not upon them. Therefore, interestingly enough, it seems like they would no say you should get married. And afterwards, and then go and learn, and the responsibilities of the, the wives, I guess, would be back in Bavel. Whereas, continues Rashi, the other is for them, the Bnei Eretz Yisrael, what do the Israelis do? They learn also, but they learn in their place in Eretz Yisrael. Now, if they get married and their wives are local, then all those responsibilities of a household will be upon the young man, and it will nullify his ability to learn. Back in the Gemara, Mishtabeach lei Rav Chista, Lirav Huna, Bidirav Hamnuna. So Rav Chista and Rav Huna, two Gedailim, were speaking to each other, and Rav Chista praises to Rav Huna the following rabbi, what's his name, a young up-and-coming uh, Ilui named Rav Hamnuna. Rav Chista tells Rav Huna that this Rav Hamnuna is an Adam Gadolhu. Amar Leis, so says Rav Huna back, oh, interesting. Uh, well, next time he comes to you, can you bring him to me? I'd like to meet him. Okay. Ki also, when Rav Huna came, Chazye Delay Paris Sudra. Rav Huna saw that he was not wearing a turban, a, a head covering, uh, some sort of head covering that would indicate that he was married. He didn't have one of those. Amar Leis, Rav Huna said to him, my time Eloi Paris is Sudra. Why are you not wearing one of those uh, turbans? So he says back, this uh, Rav Hamnuna, well, Delayna Sivna, I'm not married. Oh, so Rav Huna turned his face away in disgust. See to it, that you don't come and see me again until you are married. Okay, so uh, Rav Huna was clearly uh, very much in the belief that a young man should be married. That's Rav Huna Latame, notes the Gemara Da'amar. He's the one who says, Ben Esrim Shana Valei Nasa Isha. If a person, a young man, has reached 20 years old and not got married, Kol Yama Bavera, all of his days are in sin. But the Gemara says, that's pretty extreme. Really? He's like sinning every day? Bavera Sakataitach? Ela Ema, rather, the Gemara refines the statement. What he means is, Kol Yama Hirhur Avera, the nature of a male human being in general, is to be attracted to a female human being. If the male human being has a wife, there's a way to direct those drives positively. If the male human being is not yet married, 
often he can be uh, preoccupied with the hirhur of era, the thoughts associated with that. Period. Amar Rava. I underline Rava's name. The following Tanaic source goes for a line and a half. Up until a young man is 20 years old, so to speak, the Lord is sitting up there. I mean, he's anticipating, looking forward regarding every young man. I wonder when Shlemy's going to get married. Once 20 years have passed, and the young man has not married a wife, Oimer. The Lord saith, so to speak, let his bones explode. Whatever that means, it doesn't sound like it's a good thing. Uh, highly recommended, I guess, at least according to this brisa, for a young man to uh, marry uh, younger as opposed to older. Amar of Chista, I know of Chista's name. He attributes that which he was greater than his colleagues did Sivna Because I got married, says Rav Chista, when I was 16. If I would have gotten married when I was 14, I'd be able to say directly to Satan, this is something we usually don't say, but he says he'd be able to say it to Satan. Now, Satan is another term for Yetzirah. Gira Beinecha, an arrow in your eye. In other words, having the ability to direct that uh, primal physical drive to a wife, in other words, in the context of where it's uh, not only permissible but ideal, would have uh, given him a leg up on uh, the Yitzhahara. I'm the reveler of Nasan Barami. Following piece of advice, when you have a father and the father has children, the best time to be mechanic those children is not when they're too young, because then they can't really understand it, not when they're too old, because then they're too independent, but rather, literally, while your hand is on the neck of your children, while you have the ability to have a positive effect on them, uh, what age is that, by the way? Two approaches. Either from 16 until 22. Those who say, from 18 until 24. Those are the times that, now Rashi has two approaches that we're saying that the father should uh, marry the son off during those time frames. Or another approach, Rashi says that a father should, whatever tochacha or musr that the father wants to productively give the kid, that's the ideal time to do it. He's old enough to understand, but he's not um, too old to be independent. Ketanoi, like we see in the following Tanaic source, which goes for just over three lines, and then we will conclude the shir. Says the Tanaic source, based on the Pasuk, famous Pasuk of Mishlei, Chanoich Lenar, Alpi Darkoi, Thou shalt educate, uh, train the young man, Alpi Darkoi, according to his derech. Rabbi Yehud of two opinions, Colin Chad, I underline the word Chad, Amar, what age is that? Well, Mishay Sarvad, Esrim Vitartin, from 16 to 22, Vichad, I underline this word Chad, Amar, the other one says, Slightly different age bracket, mitamni sarivad esrim varba, from 18 till 24. Adkan.